The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to another Big Grab Shoe podcast. Yes, another week's rolled round, and uh, what a week it's been, actually. We were hoping for a bit of a quiet week because uh, we knew we would have a lot of piping news to get through. Because last week's episode, of course, was our beer tent event. And I have to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone who sent us in all sorts of commentary and messages of thanks and everything Wow, the reaction that we got from the Big Rab Show beer tent event was just nothing short of incredible. So thank you to everyone who's messaged us in. And uh, yeah, I have to say as well, if you did miss it, of course, it's up there now on our YouTube channel. You can go and re-watch the entire thing, including all the performances, interviews, all that stuff. The Big Rab Show beer tent event, it's all up there. So uh, yeah, that honestly was such a labor of love for all of us in the Rab Show team. So we are now kind of a... A bit of a beer tent hangover, if I'm honest. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we were all just kind of taking stock this past week and just kind of settling back into things, I suppose. The new normal of trying to keep up with everything that's going on in the piping world uh, in the wake of having no world championships. So, yeah, ourselves and the Big Rab Show team, we took a little bit of a break after the craziness of the beer tent, but we're right back on the horse again this week, and normal service has been resumed. Yes. So, if this is your first Big Rab Show podcast, then, um, where have you been? <laughs> We've been doing this for a long, long time, and if anything, we're creeping up now on episode 200. That's just around the corner, so, hmm, yeah, so... Don't forget, check out our huge back catalogue. We have loads and loads of episodes there covering all sorts of topics from all over the piping world. And uh, yeah, we have a wealth of material there for you to enjoy. So yes, in case you haven't guessed, we are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music and folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. There you are. So, yes, each and every week we do start our podcast with some listener mail. But first of all, before we get into that, I actually want to give some plugs and promotions and stuff for things that we're actually doing on the Big Rab Show at the minute. For those of you who actually caught the end of the Beer Tent event, uh, yeah, we made a special announcement saying that we have opened our online store. And a lot of you guys actually have been picking up the new Big Rab Show merch. And we've got new stuff on there. Uh, we've water bottles, uh, bottle openers, we've tiles, we've ac- face masks actually have been selling really well as well. So Big Rab Show face masks because obviously we're living in the time of the global pandemic. So if you want to represent your favourite podcast, then you can. Big Rab Show face masks are there, plus our red and black hoodies and our towels and all that sort of stuff. Go and check it out now, thebigrabshow.com. And there's a little shop icon now where you can go and click and pick up your Rab Show merch. And you guys have been doing so this last while. So yeah, thank you to everyone who's making purchases and stuff. Every purchase does help support the show. Yeah. Now, 
like I said, if you want to help support the show, and maybe merch isn't your thing, but you do want to get your hands on tons of extra stuff, then Patreon is where it's at. And yes, like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon page. But every click of support over there on Patreon really does mean the world to us here on The Big Rab Show. And we're very, very proud of our Patreon faithful. So if you want to become part of the Patreon faithful, then go check us out on Patreon. Give us a click of support. And uh, yeah, there is a wealth of material over there. Let me just say that. So yes, a recent episode actually just last week of Big Rab Show Plus, I think. Yeah, plus our weekly um, replay of our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. So we actually have tons of great music over there and lots of great chat that we do two hours live on FM radio here in the UK. So you can go and catch those episodes on our Patreon page. They're exclusive to Patreon, folks. So they're not going to be anywhere else. So if you do want to take advantage of that service, uh, so yeah, there you go. That's, what, six bucks, I think, for a month. So there you go. You get a wealth of material and you can download all of it and keep it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Alright, so also don't forget to check out our ongoing promotions with the Piper's Dojo. Yes, we still do have the Tuning Clinic. Uh, A lot of guys are asking questions about the Tuning Clinic and is it still running? Yes, you can still go and get the Tune Your Pipes Like a World Champion. Uh, You can still get that package of videos and I'm still using it. Believe it or not, as part of my playing, uh, playing, you know, socially distant and learning on my own, I, I do have to learn how to tune these things on my own. I'm looking at my pipes now, and uh, yeah, that package from Piper's Dojo honestly has been invaluable. Uh, some of the tricks and hints and tips and stuff that I've learned on there, absolutely brilliant. So go and check that out, uh, bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo for all of our special promotions with the Piper's Dojo. Definitely worth checking out. Okay, now, folks, this week's podcast is going to be another long one, but that is simply because there's so much piping news that's happened over this last couple of weeks, all the way through the madness that was piping live week, World's Week, of course, is our bread and butter, and obviously after World's Week, we would normally by this stage be doing kind of a reaction sort of podcast, where we would bring in everyone you know, from around the Rab Show team and a couple of mates and stuff, and we'd talk about Worlds and what we thought of it. So, obviously, we can't do that this year, which, yeah, it is a bit rubbish, to be honest. But, yes, there's still a wealth of piping news because actually a lot has happened over this past couple of weeks. So, stick with me. A ton of piping news. I've actually, we did get a couple of complaints about the duration of last week's podcast. Yes, I did expect that, to be honest. It was a long podcast. It was nearly two and a half hours long. Uh, Although we did get some messages of thanks, like I said. So some people did enjoy it. Some people hated it. Hey, we can't please everyone. So we'll do what we can this week. We'll do our best to try and get through every possible bit of piping news. But there simply is just way too much uh, if, if you do if you do want to get kept up on all the latest piping news i have to stress uh we are doing our best at the moment on social media to try and keep on top of everything there's been a lot of announcements new releases uh, just a lot of news this last couple of weeks actually and ourselves and the team have found it difficult at times actually keeping up with it so there you go check out the big rab show on facebook and of course on twitter as well that's where we're putting the majority of our efforts over this last number of weeks Um, We're going to try and bring it to you on this week's podcast. With a bit of luck. He claps his hands to try and encourage himself. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. 
Let's get into some listener mail. Each and every week, we start the podcast with listener mail, and our email address has never changed. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now, we have had a ton of emails this last while, but they were all focused on our uh, G1 giveaway that we ran on the Beer Tent event, and also asking all sorts of questions for our guests that we did announce. Uh, a lot of people were asking questions of the British Drum Company and stuff. Uh, so those emails, actually, we do have them. We kept them on file because we do hope to talk to the guys from the British Drum Co. in future. We also have emails there uh, for questions for John Do as well. And also, a lot of you guys have been emailing in saying that it would be amazing to talk to Kyle Howe. Now, we've been talking about getting Kyle on the show and we're doing our best. We will hopefully talk to Kyle in the near future. <laughs> Let's just say that. Plus, we have a do. We have a whole number of other interviews. We have one stuff lined up with John. Do we have hopefully another featured episode on bass drumming coming up? Yeah, we have a lot of stuff, a lot of irons in the fire, isn't that what they say? Uh, so yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming forward. So if we don't happen to read your email this week. It's because we will be bringing it to a future episode. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be addressing your questions and answering them in a future episode. There you are. Okay. Now, we got an email this past week from Chris Shepard. Now, Chris is a good friend of the show and regularly, regularly updates us on the goings-on within Yuspaba. Now, unfortunately, we've some sad news to read out this week. Due to COVID-19, the global pandemic, two members of Yuspaba unfortunately has passed away as a result of the pandemic, as a result of contracting COVID-19. We managed to lose Betty Mead. Now, a lot of people seem to know Betty very well, and particularly her husband, Bob, as well. Now, both, unfortunately, had passed away due to complications from the COVID-19 virus. This is dreadfully sad and just absolutely tragic, and we really want to send on... Our sincere thoughts, our condolences and sincere sympathies to all friends and family of Betty and Bob. And they they will be sorely missed by all in the Yuspaba family, of course, and by all of their, you know, their kids to Harry and Betsy and to everyone basically in the bagpiping world in the Eastern United States Association area, of course, but worldwide too. Yeah, it's just awful news to have to start this week's podcast with that. So, yeah, sincerest condolences and sympathies come from all of us here in the Big Rab Show. It's just horrible. Now we now have actual, you know, an effect from the virus, I suppose. This is the first time I think I've reported a story with people from the actual piping world actually passing away as a result of the virus. So, yeah, it's getting very real, this whole pandemic thing. I'll say that. I just don't know. It's... Yeah, dreadfully, dreadfully tragic, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Moving on, we have another news story. Unfortunately, here in Northern Ireland, we did have another, a bit of a piping legend actually passing away. On August the 16th, Mr. Tony Greenwood, or should I say Pipe Major Tony Greenwood, here in Northern Ireland, passed away. Now, Tony didn't pass away, you know, because of the COVID-19 and everything, but he just basically passed away peacefully. On the 16th due to old age and ill health. 
Uh, Tony Greenwood actually was my first ever pipe major. Uh, when I first started in Queen Elizabeth pipe bands, way back in the 80s, it was, 90, it was 88 or 89 I first started playing. Uh, I was taking tenor drum with Queen Elizabeth pipe band in Castle Dawson, affectionately known as the Queen Bees. And Tony Greenwood was my first pipe major. I have very fond memories of Tony, uh, who was kind of notoriously famous for his sound. Tony always managed to produce a really warm, rich tone. And if anything, Tony probably brought that from his time that he spent with McNeil's Town Pipe Band. So, yeah, it's absolutely tragic that we have to read at the top of the show, uh, you know, two tragic losses in the piping world. And I'm sure there are more as well that we possibly have missed over this past couple of weeks. And starting a podcast like this is never easy. Um, but seeing how these were reported to us and we were, we, we were asked to talk about them on the show because, uh, yeah, why wouldn't we? You know, they are big losses to the piping world and they're part of our piping family. So, yeah, it's honestly to all of the Greenwood family, to all friends and family uh, for Tony Greenwood. Yeah, he will be sorely missed by all of us in the piping world. A true pipe and legend, I would say, uh, with many as a story for all of us. Uh, maybe none of them broadcastable, but <laughs> a lot of great memories playing with Tony in Castle Dawson Band, so he will be sorely missed. All right, let's move on from all of the tragic news and really, yeah, awful stuff that's been happening in the pipe and world this last while. Let's move on to something positive. We actually got an email here from Stuart, and he had sent us actually a full press release about what's going on in pipe bands in Western Australia. Actually quite positive news because this is the announcement saying that the Western Australian Pipe Band Association are actually going to start face-to-face competitions again in the month of August. Now, I think the first one is already behind us. Um, I think it was on August the 22nd was the first one they had planned. But they now have others running through September the 6th, October the 4th, and through November and December. Uh, So, yeah, this is the start, hopefully. Now we're seeing the easing of lockdown in certain countries, especially Australia. We do hope to see a lot more pipe in action in Australia as a result. So, I have to say a massive thank you for Stuart for sending all of these through. Uh, No doubt we will be chatting more about these as we roll through the winter months and the piping action that's happening down under. If you're listening to this at the moment and you are from Australia and you're aware of any competitions and such that we we might be interested in talking about, then definitely get in contact with us. We would love to hear from you and obviously we'd love to follow the piping action that's happening down under because, let's face it, there's no piping action happening anywhere else competition-wise. So... Apart from online, that is. So definitely get in contact with us at email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Very positive news there from Western Australia. Okay, one last email here. We got an email here from Rob. He says, Rabby, baby, it sounds like you have a real piece of timber in the chanter. I do. He said, have you been playing too hard and landed yourself in hospital? Sadly, us pipers see this all the time. Really? Well, no. In fact, I wasn't in the hospital due to a piping-related injury. But this is news to me. Uh, He goes on to say, That clown Shilladay should have warned you about the hazards of playing a hard read. Injuries like hernia or even hemorrhoids are not uncommon. Really? Wow. So people could blow a read that hard they would give themselves a hernia or even worse? 
Yikes. Rob goes on to say, For you and your family's sake, we're praying it's not hemorrhoids, pal. But if need be, we'd be happy to send you over a tushy cushion and set of easy reads while you recover. Oh, thanks, Rob. <laughs> but no, I don't need that, thanks. <laughs> he says, All the best, buddy, and in all seriousness, best to yourself and the family. Take care, Rob. Thanks a million, Rob. Uh, no need for the tushy cushion, mate. <laughs> But um, I honestly didn't know that that was a thing, that you could actually do yourself physical harm by blowing a real difficult read. So, hmm, interesting. But no, Andrew never mentioned that. And if anything, we actually think the read that I'm playing is too easy at the moment. Yeah, so I might actually have to, yeah, upgrade my read a little. Yeah, so I might, I might have to head up G1 and get myself hooked up with a good read, you know. Uh, the reason being is because, uh, yeah, it's just finding it difficult controlling chanter tone against drone and all the rest. Ah, I'm just boring you now with my own piping, but yes, I, there was something I really wanted to say about the Chanter Ram podcast last week. Chanter Ram podcast is not for the faint-hearted, it's full of swearing and adult conversations and all the rest, but it is hilarious. And this past week, seen a competition held between Andrew Fosco and Josh McEachern. The two guys of the Chandaram podcast challenged each other to a piping competition. And uh, let's just say, I don't want to spoil it, but um, one of the guys really needed to look at his read. Now that we're talking about hard reads and everything, um, yeah, maintenance was certainly a factor in that one. But yeah, if you haven't listened to that episode yet from last week's Chandaram, go and have a listen to it now. Again, I must stress, it's not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> Adult conversations do ensue, but uh, yeah, I think it's a prime example of how bagpipe maintenance is so important. And the maintenance of your own read and everything can really depend on the difference between a good pot, a good performance and a, and a bad performance. Do you know what I mean? So, mm, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it any further. Go and have a listen to it. That's a good listen. All right. Other than that, that's it for Listener Mail. We got a ton of messages of support and stuff all through our Facebook page, our YouTube, and our Twitter. All that sort of stuff. You guys really seem to enjoy the beer tent idea. And I must say that the beer tent idea was a massive experiment that we really didn't expect to go well. We did say this on last week's podcast, actually. We didn't expect it to go as well as it did. And we were really surprised at just how smoothly it ran. Uh, and so yeah we were just kind of awestruck ourselves going wow this turned out pretty good and we weren't expecting it to be this good and the reception obviously from you guys the piping fans obviously has been just fantastic so thank you to everyone who's emailed in messaged in we've got a load of thank yous and to read every one of them would just be too much uh otherwise i'll just be an episode of me reading emails uh but yes we have received your emails we haven't ignored you <laughs> I know that's one of the things people always complain about but yes honestly thank you everyone who sent us in uh, emails of thanks and everything so it's very much appreciated thank you so yes let's move on let's get into some actual piping news there's so much so we need to dig through it all all right let's start at the start and finish at the end shall we shout out to Ross Ainsley now we did mention this on a previous podcast that Ross Ainsley uh, bagpiping composer extraordinaire uh, was in the works of releasing another solo album now this was all through uh, crowdfunding and all the rest that he was able to produce this and um, 
Yeah, this last while, the album seems to have been fully recorded. It's now currently in the mastering process, and Ross is, um, he's teasing us. He's giving us little samples every now and again. He's uploading on Ross Ainsley Music on his Facebook page. He's giving us little clips and stuff, which is really interesting. So, if anything, you guys know Ross Ainsley is an absolute piping legend, and if you aren't going to lift this album, then you're not a piping fan. So, yeah. It is available for pre-release uh, from the 25th of September. You think you can actually go and pre-order it now through Ross Ainsley's Bandcamp site, which is rossainsley.bandcamp.com. So you can go and get that now. And if you do pre-order it, there is a special bonus track, which is only available on the actual physical copies from Bandcamp as well. So that's well worth checking out. So that's the pre-release is available from the 25th of September. And the actual album is fully available on all the usual platforms then from the 30th of October. So that's Vanna. V-A-N-A is going to be coming out soon. And uh, listening to the little samples and stuff, I have to say, it's simply brilliant. Yeah. Oh, cannot wait for Vanna. So yes, thank you to Ross Ainsley. Very exciting stuff. Now... Also, on this week's podcast, I wanted to mention uh, goings-on at the Western Australian Police Pipe Bands. Yeah, there's been a lot going on in the Western Australian Police Pipe Band. Uh, Obviously, we've talked about their appointment of their new pipe major, Alistair McLaren. Uh, But they've also appointed a new pipe sergeant in Chris McDonald. And David Johnson is now their new lead tipper as well. They also have a new... Uh, officer in charge as well. So th- there's a lot of changes at the hierarchy there at the Western Australian Police Pipe Band. Now, as well as saying that, that the change of leadership, of course, for the senior band, but they now have a development band. Yes, they have a youth pipe band. And this was the big announcement that they had, that they were forming this new youth pipe band, which is absolutely incredible. So I have to read the full statement here, actually, because... It's, yeah, it's just brilliant. It's very exciting stuff. So Alistair says, um, so At the moment, we're currently developing a whole new concert repertoire with the aim of performing in 2021. Yes! Thank you! Oh my God, I can't wait. Because, yeah, the last time they were on stage was in 2016, whenever we were talking about their Jubilee concert and everything. And they released that as a CD and DVD Combo. I actually have it sitting in my lounge right now. It's there. Uh, so, yeah, Alistair went on to say, This show will hopefully be available to watch around the world as we're exploring options for making this accessible on demand through the band's website. What? Oh, my word. I also go on to say that the band has actually welcomed 18 new players uh, from the Western Australian pipe band community, all new to the pipe band. And they are in the process of developing a youth program for young people. I have to say, this is absolutely incredible. And the news just keeps getting better. There was also a statement from the band to say that, uh, yeah, they're actually actively working to potentially becoming a competitive band. And we might see them at the world's. Now, yeah, this is being teased for now. There's been nothing confirmed, all right? Just saying, there's nothing confirmed. But, uh, yeah, they they did say it in the the statement on pipesdrums.com. They said, uh, I I can't say when our next major competition will be at this point due to current global pandemic, but our main focus for now is engaging with the community as best we can by providing positive frontline force for the police force. So, fair enough. That makes sense. 
but you never know. You never know. So will we see the mighty Wapol in the circle at the World Championships next year or even the year after in 2022? Who knows? But I, for one, I'm all sorts of excited to see how everything is going at Walpole. And it just seems to be going from strength to strength since Alistair has taken over the reins. And things have been moving incredibly fast there at Walpole. So, yes, very exciting for the Western Australian Police Pipe Band. And, uh, yeah, we'll certainly be following developments as they continue. Okay, I wanted to mention this week the Coastal's Pipe Band. Yes, Coastal Scottish Pipe Band are actively recruiting members. Yes, like most pipe bands, I suppose, at the moment. But yes, these guys actively want you to contact them. So you can email them, coastalscottish.com.au. So for those of you who don't know who Coastal's Pipe Band are, of course, they're from Australia. So for more information, of course, we do have all of that on the Big Rab Show a Facebook page. Yeah, so that's where all the details are, the contacts and the stuff. And yes, they're actively recruiting both pipers and drummers. So if you are interested in taking up the challenge, then go and head along and check out the guys at Coastal's Pipe Band. There you are. All right. I also need to mention Drums and Roses have been quite busy this last number of weeks, actually. At the moment, they're actively involved in a little bit of fundraising. Craig Laurie, of course, good friend of the show, is actively running an online fundraiser to actually help bring his mother-in-law back home to Scotland. Currently, she's living out there in Germany and unfortunately has contracted cancer. And they feel, the family feel, that she isn't receiving the correct treatment or the deserved treatment that she should get uh, in Germany, but she should possibly get better treatment in the UK. So... They do hope to raise a lot of money, actually, and bring her back home to sunny Scotland, where she can be, you know, loved with friends and family all around her, but also receive the treatment that she so badly needs. Uh, So, yeah, the guys at Drums and Roses will be holding an online concert where you can actually just pay whatever you can afford and watch the guys at Drums and Roses do their thing. Also, Drums and Roses have shared out all sorts of uh, Just Giving links as well. They have, you know, online fundraisers and things to help raise money uh, for such a great cause. So, yeah, if you've enjoyed anything that Drums and Roses have done over this past, I don't know, how many years, and of course... Shout out to Craig and all the guys at Drums and Roses. We're huge fans ourselves here at the Rab Show. Yeah, so if you would like to go and help such an amazing cause, then go along, check out Drums and Roses on social media and follow all the links and drop them even a few quid. You know, even as much as a pound or two pound or a dollar or two dollars, everything really counts. So there you are. I also have to mention Drums and Roses actually are going to be taking part in a bit of a special online music festival called TAMFest. Yeah! Now, as far as I'm aware, this is going to be happening in October. This is called the Virtual Tam Fest. Now, I don't know if Tam Fest is actually, a, you know, if it's a festival and they've decided to bring it online or I'm just not sure how it all works. I don't know much about Tam Fest, but if anything, it's great to see Drums and Roses performing live even if it is in a virtual kind of space where we can tune in and watch it online. So for more information, of course, with all of these stuff that we're talking about for Drums and Roses, go and check it out on their social media. They have all of the links and everything and all the details of these couple of things, uh, all of their fundraising efforts and their appearance at Tamfest Music Festival. That's all coming up. So the guys at Drums and Roses are keeping very busy indeed. All right, now I wanted to give a brief mention this week to Peel Police and their online uh, solo championships. I'm not going to sit and read all of the results verbatim because 
we're running out of time and i know people don't like lengthy podcasts uh but yes congratulations to everyone there who was involved in the peel police uh online championships i think the standard by listening to everyone who was talking about it the standard was just ridiculously high so a uh, particular mention has to go to the professional grade bagpiping which was teddy crock well done teddy second was alistair murray go on alistair you legend Alistair Murray was second and third was Brad Davidson. Grade one when then was picked up by Liam McDonald. Not bad. Now, when you look at this, um, all of the prize money and stuff all came from the entry fees. People were asking what was happening with the entry fees. That helped, went towards, um, yeah, prize money and stuff. So all of that. And then anything that was left over all got donated to charity. Also onto the snare drum, and then we have Harvey Dawson, who picked up the professional grade. We have Cole uh, Grissom, I think, got grade one as well. And Connor Higgs actually picked up grade two. So I'm just going to go and start reading lists now. Uh, I have to give a mention to the tenor drumming then to Andrea Jackson. Go on, Andrea! Yoo-hoo! Andrea, left in the grade one result there. Not bad at all. Uh, so, right, flying on. I'm going to start reading results now. People always hate it when I do that. If you are interested in the, seeing the full results with the full rundown, who won what... Go and check out pipesdrums.com. They have the full listings, of course, of all of your results. <sighs> Definitely going to be worth checking out. So, uh, yeah, I think that competition was a roaring success for the guys at Peel Police. And, uh, yeah, long may it continue. Looking forward to the next one. Okay, I want to give a mention to Scaryvore. Now, if you guys don't know who Scaryvore are, um, I don't know. They're really huge here in the UK. I, I don't know quite how popular they are internationally, um, but here in the UK, Scaryvore are massive. Like they're a huge, huge Celtic band. And yeah, as soon as you mention the word Scaryvore, everyone knows exactly who we're talking about. Uh, well, Scaryvore put out an announcement not too long ago that they're going to do a live show. Now, this one, they're calling it Live Across the World. Now, this might suggest to ourselves that you can actually tune in and watch it live. So, whenever we checked out the press release, that is the case. It is a ticketed event, however. But so the guys at Scaryvore have not actually set a price on their tickets. They're just asking people to pay what they can afford. Obviously, with the pandemic and everyone being on furlough or possibly unemployed and horrific things like that, they're just asking people, hey, if you guys can pay two or three quid, uh, we'll send you the link and you can watch the show, you know? Or if you can afford a little bit more, maybe send them a, f- a fiver, a tenner, a 20 pound, whatever. Whatever you can afford, you know? And you can justify uh, shelling out and going and supporting the guys at Scaryvore. Then, yeah, you will be treated to a live online performance, which I'm all sorts of looking forward to. That's absolutely brilliant. Now, apparently the guys at Scaryvore have had well over 70 shows this year cancelled. Ouch, but they hope to bring this show online and they really hope that this will be have a huge demand. And I can tell you, well now it will. So this will be on Saturday the 5th of September at 7pm UK time. So for those of you who are interested, all the links and everything that you can get your tickets for this event are available through Scaryvore's social media or of course through their website as well. All the links and stuff. And So yeah, if you're looking some pipe in action on the 5th of September... You can go no further than checking out Scaryvore's live across the world concert. It's going to be all sorts of fun. So, there you go. Pay what you can afford. Okay, I wanted to give a mention this week to Burgess Bagpipes. Yeah! Go on, Burgess! Now, it's been a while, actually, since we've been talking about Burgess Bagpipes. Because those guys have just been kind of 
crazy busy in the background, chipping away, making incredible bagpipes and not really saying much about it. Well, this last while, Burgess Bagpipes actually launched a brand new website. Mm. Burgessbagpipes.com, brand new shiny website. And honestly, guys, it's fantastic. I've had a real good dig around on some of the products on here. Ooh. Mm. Just go and check it out. Honestly, it's fantastic. So BurgessBagpipes.com, brand new shiny website. Looks fantastic. So yeah, I have to say it's incredible. So well done, the guys at Burgess. Really, really good stuff. So go and check it out, guys. You'll not regret it. Okay. I want to give a mention to PipesDrums.com. Over this last number of weeks, they've actually ran a good number of articles that drew a lot of attention. Some for the right reasons and some for possibly the wrong reasons. Again, draw your own conclusions. But PipesDrums.com have released a two-part article on uh, bagpiping and racism and whether piping and drumming is a welcome place for black players. Now, they have the debate through their articles. They've also interviewed various people for contributing to this and it actually makes for a very interesting read. Now, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we haven't tackled this topic at all. Uh, We haven't looked into it. We haven't investigated anything like that because, frankly, we don't believe that we should be the people talking about this because, honestly, we know nothing about it, you know? Uh, So I think the people themselves who are involved in all of this, the guys at PipesDrums.com have clearly done their homework and that does make for quite an interesting couple of articles as well worth reading. So, yeah, if you are interested at all in that subject matter, then why not have a look at it? And, again, draw your own conclusions, but that does ask some very interesting questions of our own bagpiping world. Is it a welcoming place for black players? It's, yeah, it's an interesting conundrum. In my experience, uh, yeah, I have absolutely no experience of, of this, unfortunately, at all. Uh, so, yeah, I have no knowledge to, to speak from. So, yeah, I figured the best thing I can do is just shut my mouth. You know what I mean? Especially when I know nothing on the topic. Uh, but the guys at Pipes Drums, like I said, have done their homework. Well worth checking out. So there's a couple of articles up there now. It's definitely worth a read. Okay. This week, I also wanted to give a mention to an exciting new release, actually, that's going to be coming. It's a brand new tune book. Now, this is called Journey, and it's composed and written and put together by Gordon Shand. Now, the reason why this is interesting is because Gordon is an accordion player. Yes, he's quite an accomplished accordion player for that matter and a composer of note as well. And the book itself has been written on accordion but has been written for bagpipes. Hmm. So, yeah, what he brings to this is melodic tunes and everything that sound great on the accordion but have been transposed to chanter. Now, there's some real crackers in here. Uh, actually, I just received my copy of the book today for review, and there's uh, there's actually a foreword on the book uh, by the, pa- the Martin Gillespie, the piper of Scary Vore. He's in there. Uh, we also have a foreword from Stuart Little as well, because you guys know Stuart actually is quite an accomplished accordion player himself as well, and he's been involved in that whole Scottish dance scene. Uh, so, yeah, the book itself looks to be simply fascinating, and if you are interested, you can go to Gordon's website now and actually check it out. Uh, so you can go to gordonshand.com and check it out. Uh, so that's all I really want to say for now. There has been little performance videos and stuff that's been posted up line or online where people who've been playing as tunes and stuff from the book. And um, 
the book itself is a mixture between completely brand new originals and some reimaginings and things like that. It's just, yeah, an amazing collection. And we do hope to talk to Gordon, actually, about this book in the future. Uh, but that's entitled Journey, and well worth checking out. So, if anything, it's interesting how tunes can be transposed from accordion on to bagpipes. Do you know what I mean? And I would find that really difficult. But if anything, yeah, I think Lauren McDougall has been involved in this project as well, helping with the typesetting and stuff, and just checking that it's musically correct, I suppose. Uh, so, uh, yeah, very, very interesting collection of tunes, and one of which we'll talk more about on a future podcast, I reckon. We'll hopefully get Gordon on to have a chat about it. Okay, I want to give a mention this week to the Eight Wing Pipes and Drums. Yeah, go on, the Eight Wing. You Now, why am I mentioning them? Well, the guys at Eight Wing Pipes and Drums had, for the longest time, been preparing for the 2020 season for Grade 3. And, yeah, as you can imagine, like all the rest of us, season being pulled and that's it. Well, the guys at Eight Wing didn't let that defeat them. They managed to record their whole medley selection and, yeah, throw it online. So you can watch the whole thing online, Eight Wing Pipes and Drums playing their Grade 3 medley, and honestly, it's a cracker. It actually starts out with Mark Saul's uh, Beaches of Harris, which is, I love that tune, man. So, they, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it anymore, but there's a couple of Mark Saul tunes in there, uh, but it starts out with Beaches of Harris, which is a cracking tune. So there you are. Shout out to Eight Wings, Pipes and Drums. Thank you for recording that and entertaining us there, guys. That was really, really great. So you yeah, the drum corps there as well. Just sounded class, so go and check that out. It's up there now on the Rab Show Facebook page. Speaking of performances, yeah, shout out to Sean Maloney. Sean Maloney, actually, who was performing in the Beer Tent event last week and was on our podcast and everything. Well, we now have his performance video available on our YouTube channel. You can actually go and check that out. And we do hope to have future Beer Tent performances as well, also featured on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't subscribed yet on YouTube, then you better get on to it. <laughs> But yeah, thanks to Sean Maloney, obviously, for sending us in those amazing performances, playing tunes from his new book, The Late Night Collection. It was simply brilliant to have Sean involved in the show, so thank you, Sean. Unfortunately, on the day of the Beer Tent event, Sean wasn't available for a chat, but otherwise he would have loved to uh, just jump in and have a yarn with us all about his book and stuff. But we had him playing tunes instead, so that's all the better. So that's all in there now on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel. Go and check that out. Okay, uh, not too long ago, actually just a few days ago, we got an announcement from the Glasgow and West of Scotland branch of the RSPBA. Now, they've told us, yes, 2020 has been all cancelled thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. But they're telling us now to put dates on our calendar for the 2021 season. Optimistic, maybe? Yeah, they're asking us to put these dates in our calendar. Now, we have a date for Gurick, which is the 9th of May. We have Helensborough, which is the 20th of June. We have Rothsay, which is the 21st of August. And then we also have a date for Kyle, and that's on Saturday, the 20th of August, 2021. Now, these are all dates for next year, and um, we're not so sure whether that'll happen or not, but I guess we're going to talk about that in this week's topic of the week, aren't we? But yeah, for those of you who are interested, go and check out that update then and get those dates in your calendar for next season. We do have provisional dates, I suppose, is what you can call them, provisional. Yeah, with a big question mark on them. Hmm. Oh, also, I have to give a mention this week to Pipeline. 
Oh, Pipeline on BBC Radio Scotland this last while. I've been smashing it out of the park. I don't know if you guys have been listening to it this last while, but Gary West and the guys... Oh, my word. It's been amazing. If anything, this past week, well, this weekend, in fact, actually, he has highlights from the Alistair Gillis Memorial Challenge from Pipe and Live Festival, which I cannot wait to hear. Oh, it's got, oh, amazing. If anything, the Pipeline Radio Show on BBC Radio Scotland has been just brilliant with the content this last number of weeks. Some of the music on there was just melt your face. It's just just brilliant. So I'm a massive fan of the guys of Pipeline. And also here in Radio Ulster, here in Northern Ireland, we have our own Pipes Drums, where Mark Wilson has been melting our face every week with incredible music. Uh, He's on just after my my own show there on Kintra on BBC Radio Ulster. So just as I finish doing my thing, then Mark comes on and does the piping thing. Uh, Yeah, Mark's show has just been class. I've really enjoyed it. So yeah, a lot of great piping stuff going on in local media. Oh, as well, did you did you manage to catch the BBC Alba show, the two-hour special all on the World Championships? Um, it wasn't what I expected, if I'm honest. I did expect them to delve through the archives and delve back, like, years and years and years. Um, expecting some real old archive footage from perhaps the 40s and 50s and things like that, but no, there was none of that. I think the furthest they went back was early 2000s, because we did have performances there from the early Spirit of Scotland pipe band. Um, So, yeah, very interesting, actually. And, uh, yeah, it's great to be able to watch back some of those performances, seeing Jim Kilpatrick's last run with, you know, the Spirit of Scotland. Yeah, it was just brilliant watching back some of these old performances that you managed... Just to think to yourself going, wow, why didn't they win? You know, that sounded amazing. So, yeah, go back, have a watch at it. It's on the BBC iPlayer now for those of us in the UK. And for those of you living around the world, um, there's such a thing as a VPN that you, yeah. I'm not encouraging such a thing, uh, but you can. Uh, So, yeah, BBC Alba and their coverage from the World Championships. Honestly, guys, it was brilliant and very little talking, just a lot of music, which was simply brilliant. And I knew that's the way they would do it. I'm a, a, yeah, massive, massive fan. So there you go. Go and check that out. It's on the iPlayer now. Now, we did mention Carl uh, being on the 28th of August next year, 2021. Well, Carl are not letting us, yeah, they're not letting us go without any piping on the weekend that should have been the Carl Games. Starting on Thursday, the 27th, which is tomorrow. Yeah, the Cowl are holding an online virtual Highland Gathering. Woohoo! Now, the full schedule for this is available on the Cowl Highland Gathering social media page. Of course, you can go and check it all out. But I think most of the action for ourselves kicks off on the Friday, uh, where we have uh, basically coverage starting from 1 p.m. here in the UK. We have Stuart Little, Alistair Henderson, Willie McCallum, Angus McCall, Daniel McDermott. Wow, all incredible bagpipers. And then we also have our Unplugged Music Festival, which I think is going to be on the Friday as well. I need to double check it. I think it's going to be on the Friday, where we have the American Rogues, we have Ruval, we have Heron Valley, Trail West, and Scarivore. Scarivore is coming up a lot in this week's podcast, I find, but they're everywhere at the moment. Uh, so Scarivore is going to be wrapping up things in the online music festival on the Friday. Then on the Saturday, of course, we have all sorts of incredible piping content on there, along with Kaylee Band's playing. We have various different interviews and Highland dancing and all sorts. That's just going to be brilliant. So for all of that full information, rather than me sitting and reading you hashtag lists, 
go and check it out. The Carl Highland Gathering will be going virtual this weekend. There you are. Now, I don't know if you need to get tickets for it or anything to get a link sent to you or anything like that. Uh, but suffice to say, go and check it out. Call Highland Games. All the details are up there now on their social media and definitely be full of pipe and action this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Okay, let's get on to a bit of an announcement, shall we? Shout out to Midlothian Scottish Pipe Band. Yeah, why am I giving them a shout this week? Well, they actually announced something really quite exciting. Where Midlothian Scottish and the Chicago Celtic Pipe Band have actually announced a new partnership between the two arrangements. Together, both bands are now going to be accomplishing a couple of goals of theirs. Number one, which is be creating like a regional destination for experienced players to perform and compete together. And then they're also going to be, you know taking on learners and stuff between the two organizations so if anything this is brilliant whenever we hear news of this where two pipe bands are getting together to help each other in a new partnership agreement we honestly think it's brilliant Uh, so more things like this should happen in my opinion rather than bands just kind of competing and you know not talking to each other on some occasion this is yeah this is really quite an exciting announcement so shout out to Midlothian Scottish and to Chicago Celtic Pipe Band this is great to see this new development in that area it's just simply brilliant well done Okay, now we were talking about old world championships and all of that sort of stuff on the beer tent event and everything. I wanted to give a shout this week to Simon Fraser University Pipe Band, the SFU, baby. Yeah, they released a lot of stuff on their social media over Worlds Week where they were looking back over the first time they picked up the world championships. Wow, like, and I couldn't believe how long ago it was, 1995. Wow, I didn't think it was that long ago. I remember being there, actually, and I followed the band out of the park when they were marching out with the World's Trophy, and I just remember feeling that buzz and being in the crowd listening to SFU. At that time, when I was following SFU out of the park, my band had already made its way to the bus because we had a bit of a shocker that year. Uh, so a lot of the band just had had enough and had already retired to the bus by this point. But I hung around to see who left at the big in and then, yeah, followed SFU out of the park. Now, I have seen some of the celebration footage back in 95 and you can just about make me out in the crowd. Um, <laughs> blink and you'll miss me. Uh, but yeah, SFU have released a two-part documentary series on their Facebook page looking back at that initial victory back in 1995. Simply fantastic. Honestly, guys, there is footage on here that I've never seen before of the band rehearsing and all the rest and, you know, talking to Jack Lee, Reed Maxwell and other members of SFU. It's honestly... If you are into pipe band nostalgia, I absolutely love it myself. I can just nerd over statistics and stuff like that. Yeah, this was a real pleasure to watch. And thank you to the guys at SFU for putting this together. It was, yeah, simply brilliant to enjoy over the course of World's Week. And just look back at previous World Championships for that matter. And it's just great to sit and reminisce and just how much fun it was. Even back in 95, boy, unbelievable. So there you go. Go and check that out, actually. It's up there now on SFU's uh, social media page. Well worth checking out. All right. This week, I have to remind everyone now, right now, listening to this podcast, if you are hoping to enter the Shots and Dykehead Online Solo Championships, you don't have very long to get your entries in. In fact, the closing date for entries is the 31st of August. 
Okay. You need to get your warning now in big red letters. <laughs> 31st of August, get your entries in. Shotspipeband.com is the website for all of the details for all your categories, what you need to do. Uh, but right now, they want you to register your details, what you plan to compete in. All that stuff. Get your paperwork done out of the way by the 31st of August. Then you have until the 14th of September to get your video in. So, yeah, you need to film yourself, obviously, and send in your performance for judging. But they're asking people right now, get your entries in by the 31st, and the door closes after that, and they will not accept any other late entries. So you've been warned. Shotspipeband.com. Get your entries in now. There you are. So good luck to everyone who's entered for that. Okay, over this last couple of weeks, we've actually been hearing more about a brand new product that's hit the market in the bagpiping world. And we've talked about it ourselves here, but we don't really know an awful lot about it. It's the Flux Blowpipe. Yeah, and uh, this is a really interesting product because, it, yeah, what it says it does and what it actually does... I have no idea because I'm only still delving into the world of piping at the moment and actually playing. But apparently it's a blowpipe which actually has a built-in water trap. So you don't have to put, you know, pipes or canisters or anything like that in your bag. You don't need split stocks or anything like that for connecting things. Basically, your water trap is in your blowpipe. So this is called the Flux Blowpipe and it is developed by Robbie McIsaac. Now, we've actually spoken to Robbie and asked him would he come on the show and explain this product to us. So, there's been photographs and all sorts of about the development of the product and how it actually came to be. Apparently, it started out as like a 3D printed thing, a bit of an experiment to see if it would work. And then Robbie says, hey, this could be something here. Uh, so, very interesting story on the Flux Blowpipe and ourselves in the Rab Show. We hope to talk to Robbie in the near future, actually, to talk all about this product. It seems very, very interesting. Yeah, this brand new water trap product. Yeah. Very interesting indeed. Okay, speaking of new products as well, I have to give a shout this week to IK Percussion, which is Ian Kirkland Percussion. Uh, He's actually launched a brand new product for tenor drummers, which I honestly think is groundbreaking. We've never seen the like of this before. It's a practice pad for tenor drummers. Wow. Now, the reason why this is so interesting is because it actually has a hoop and everything, and a drum head that you can tune. Now, if you had a whole lineup of tenor drummers all practicing on tenor pads, rather than banging on a table or a book or something like most tenor drummers do, um, now to have an actual tuned practice pad, you can get the differences in tone at your practice session without having to strap a drum on. Now, this is honestly ingenious. Now, we have contacted IKP and we've asked to see if we can have a look at one of these or, you know, even give us a clue as to what these practice pads are like. I've no idea. So, but honestly, guys, it's going to be really interesting product. I think it's certainly one going to be worth following. So ourselves in the Rab Show, we've reached out to IKP and hopefully, you never know, we might get a video performance or we might actually get our hands on one. We'll see for ourselves. So if you are interested in this and our tenor drummer in the market for a practice pad, well then, yeah, I would recommend looking at this. This is definitely an exciting new product. So ikpercussion.com is the website address. IK, that's the letter I and the letter K, percussion.com. Very interesting product, yeah. So I always love to see innovation in the bagpiping world, and this is certainly one of them. Uh, So, yeah, 
very, very interesting. Also, speaking of innovation, I have to mention St. Columbus School Pipe Band in uh, Kilmacom have actually had a little bit of innovation of their own, where normally they would be bringing pupils in to school and teaching them piping and drumming, of course, as part of the syllabus. And we've been talking about how social distancing and all of that is difficult and bagpiping, especially in teaching. And, you know, we've talked about the Highland bagpipe possibly being one of the most dangerous instruments in the world. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But the guys at St. Columbus School Pipe Band have been using something quite ingenious. They contacted G1 Reads and of course they got hooked up then by with Blair Digital Chanters. These things are, yeah, obviously they're all digital so you don't need to blow into them. So there's no concern there around hygiene. They, the instruments themselves can be disinfected, of course, in between pupils. And all of that, and you know, the teacher can sit far enough away from the pupil so they're you know socially distant, but the pupil still gets the feel of holding like an actual practice chanter because it's not touch sensors; they're light sensors. So very, very ingenious, and it's great to see such forward thinking by schools. And uh, so, who knows? We may see more schools actually taking up the Blair Digital Chanter as a possible way of teaching more pupils in future. We think it's a genius idea, actually, uh, because, you know, we can't actually blow pipes and stuff like that in classrooms at the moment uh, because of all the concerns around aerosol droplets and all the other scary words. Uh, So, yeah, Blair Digital Chandlers are certainly the way future of the future, I think. Yeah, there you are. So shout out to St. Columbus School. Excellent stuff. Okay, I wanted to mention this week about an exciting new appointment to Cooper Angus Pipe Band. Now, why am I giving you guys a shout this week? Well, they have announced a brand new pipe sergeant for Cooper Angus. Drum roll! Who's the new pipe sergeant? It's Stuart Peters! <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Stuart. Stuart, of course, from the Up to the Line Pipe Bank podcast. And, of course, the Grace Note to Vortex. Do you remember them? Yeah. <laughs> so Stuart Peters, of course, ticks up the helm as Pipe Sergeant at Cooper Angus, which is such an exciting appointment. Now, Stuart, of course, has been members of the Mac Cals. He's been part of Glasgow Polis. And, of course, he's part of the Mighty Darko. And I think last year he was playing for Royal Borough, Royal Borough of Stirling as well. So it's great to see Stuart ticking up the appointment of Pipe Sergeant. A role of responsibility. Uh, so, yeah, this is definitely a new chapter for Stuart, and we'll definitely be following it, following it with interest. There you are. Now, Stuart actually said in a bit of a statement, he said, I've joined Cooper Angus initially just because it was a local band full of great people that I already knew. And they have a great, they have great potential. I can just about read. He says, I am excited now to work with Callum and Danny and be part of the leadership team that will help discover that potential fantastic so i'm looking forward to that now they're already their pre-existing pipe sergeant michael hay has had to step down from the role obviously because of a change of circumstances but he will still be in the band so for those of you wondering what the crack is uh, he'll still be there he'll still be in the band but he's just stepping down from the role of responsibility so i have to say to Stuart, congratulations mate on your new appointment we wish you well uh yeah very excited to see what you bring to that role mate if anything i'm dead excited to see cooper angus on the grass again man Uh, It's been too long. It's been too long. All right, let's go to something positive, shall we? The Blackthorn Pipers Society have announced that they are opening their doors again on the 16th of September. Now, as to what kind of 
mm, what kind of shape this will take, we don't know. We're not 100% confident yet whether it'll be a usual held indoors type of concert or whether it'll be just someone on stage and it'll be live streamed. We don't know, but the announcement so far is that in the Discovered All-Star Scott Centre in Belfast on the 16th of September, the doors will open at 7 o'clock and you can wander in just like you normally would before, completely free of charge and catch some blistering bagpiper. So, their featured bagpiper to kick open this year's season for the Blackthorn Piping Society is Chris Coyle from the Mighty Field Marshal Montgomery. So, that is going to be one heck of a way to kick things off at the Blackthorn Piping Society. So, dead excited for that. Get that on your calendars. 16th of September. Uh, yeah, I will definitely be going to that one. So, yeah, try and keep me away. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing Chris doing his thing at the Blackthorn Piping Society. Awesome stuff. Now, before we get into some actual other pipe of news, I yeah, I have to give a mention to Ali Hutton. Yeah! Why am I giving Ali a shout? Well, earlier on the show, I was talking about his compadre, Ross, who's releasing a new album called Vanna. Well, Ali has been busy in other ways. He's now a dad. Yay! He's a daddy! So, yeah, Ali Hutton is up to his elbows in dirty nappies and bottles and all the rest, but he's a very, very proud and doting father to his beautiful daughter, Jessie. Ah, which is just awesome. So I'm so stoked for Ali. Congratulations, man. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. So to you, Ali and Fiona, we want to wish you guys the very best in your new parenthood. And to baby Jesse as well, welcome to the world. I really hope that we will have a tune or two entitled after Jesse, of course. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, congratulations to Ali. Uh, a brand new dad. I'm very proud of that fact as well. For any of you who've been following Ali Hutton, of course, on social media, you'll have seen all the pictures. It's all he's doing at the moment is just uploading photograph after photograph after photograph of baby Jesse, and it's just so cute. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. All right, let's get on to some other news, shall we? The Scott Wood Band. Yes, we did mention the Scott Wood Band on our Fuse FM radio show this past week. They put out an announcement saying that it's been over five years since they released their initial album called Upsurge. Now, we've been huge fans of the Scott Wood Band, and we do remember being there at the launch event. We interviewed Scott for our Fuse FM show at the time, and we hung out with the guys backstage during the album launch and everything. It was just epic. So, yeah... Upsurge has been out now for five years, which is just too long. So, yeah, we were very excited to see that the guys are actually back together again and they're back in the studio again. So after five years, we hope to have another new album from the Scott Wood Band coming very soon. Yes, the original lineup, of course, and everyone from the Scott Wood Band this is going to be all sorts of epic. If you haven't got a copy of Scott Wood Band's Upsurge, then where have you been? It's kind of a... It's one of those releases that made shockwaves in the trad scene. And this one, it influenced so many other bands further down the line. This is kind of really... Yeah, I think I'd be fair to say that it was an influential recording in the trad world. So definitely going to be worth checking out if you haven't got picked it up already. Uh, but yeah, Scott Wood Band back in the studio again. They're releasing a new one, hopefully. And we'll hopefully keep you guys, 
Yeah. Well, keep you up to date on that. And the reason why I'm laughing is because I'm looking back at photographs here just on my script. Actually, I printed out the whole thing. And yeah, there's photographs of the album launch. Oh, what a night. What a night. So we can't wait for the new one. Okay, also, speaking of music releases, I have to mention Inverary in District. Yes, Inverary, of course, didn't hit the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall stage this year, but they didn't leave us music-free. They didn't want to leave us with no piping action at all. So, in case you haven't already got a copy of it, the last time that Inverary hit the Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow, they had their Ascension concert, of course. So... Yes, as a result, they have re-released their 22-track album, Ascension. You can now go and buy it on Bandcamp. So it's idpb.bandcamp.com. So for a load of guys, actually, I know locally here to me, never got a copy of it. I myself had a copy of it. I loaned it to someone and never got it back again. Uh, So this was my opportunity. I actually went and I purchased it again. I went and bought another copy. Uh, It's a cracking album. It's an amazing concert in itself. Uh, So uh, yeah, if you haven't got Inverary's Ascension, then this is your opportunity now to go and add it to your collection. I think you can get both hard copies and digital downloads. I'm not entirely sure though. You may need to check that through the Bandcamp website. Uh, But yeah, Inverary and District re-releasing ascension uh yeah just to keep us in some pipe and action over world's week and everything so for those of us who missed the concert uh, okay flying on we've got another news story or maybe not a news story in the daily record in scotland there was a little bit of a sensationalist kind of uh, article that was published that really had a lot of people up in arms they were talking about the scottish first minister Uh, which is Nicola Sturgeon, and they talked about an apparent ban on bagpipes, was the headline. I'll actually read the headline. It says, Nicola Sturgeon accused of banning bagpipes over unfounded fears that they spread coronavirus. Now, this was very, yeah, just sensationalist, and kind of got a lot of people up in arms, and thinking, hey, 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 hold on a minute, hey, this is all nonsense. (laughs) So, you go on to read the article... And it actually says that uh, it's not an actual ban on bagpipes. It's a ban on gatherings outside. Yeah, on bands who are hopefully going to be gathering for practices. Now, yeah, so this is how the media do it. You know, hashtag clickbait and all that sort of stuff. Uh, But yeah, it's not a ban on bagpipes. It's not all that sort of stuff. It is a ban on social gatherings where bands would gather up together. In some cases, you know, 30, 40 people all playing tunes. So, yeah, that in itself is not interesting. We do know that's a thing. And social distancing and all the rest has to happen. So this was then, yeah, this is all very clickbait. It's not telling us anything new. It's all very sensationalist and a bit of a dig at Nicola Sturgeon saying, oh, this is all your fault. In fact, it isn't. Uh, However, when you read further into the article, it does become kind of interesting. Whenever you consider... Uh, that Mr. John Hughes, our chairman of the RSPBA, uh, apparently he has written to all band secretaries. Yeah, all members of the RSPBA, their secretaries have been written to by John Hughes. And um, yeah, we've been encouraged to contact your local government representative and demand a rethink on the gatherings of pipe bands. Hmm. Now, this is very interesting because this is RSPBA getting involved in politics, in a way. 
This is them trying to influence a government decision on outdoor band practices. And they're actively telling pipe bands to write to their local government official and get a government decision changed. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when RSPBA get involved in um, public health issues and actual politics and stuff like that, it's... It's a little bit worrying whenever they're lobbying their membership to do a certain thing. Now, they're encouraging their members to contact their local member of parliament and yeah, to allow people to meet outdoors en masse in order to have ban practices and all the rest. So that in itself was interesting and actually drew a lot of conversation from folks online on social media specifically saying, oh, this article is all about Nicola Sturgeon and how terrible she is. Well, no, the fact of it is, is that it was nothing to do with Nicola at all. And it's all to do with the whole public health regulations. And then that was that little nugget in there from John, from John, which made things really interesting. So mm, it's very interesting indeed to see the RSPBA are encouraging members to do such a thing. And we're interested to see if that breaches any guidelines, in fact. So, but, yeah, who are we? Who are we? We love a good statement on the show, so, hi, there we go. We'll just take it as it is. Okay, we have to mention on this week's podcast that our G1 Chanter giveaway. Yes, remember that? We'll be held it on our beer tent event. We had a G1 Gold or Elite Chanter to give away, and the winner was Chris uh, Boriani. Yeah, Boriani. Chris! You are a legend, my friend. Thank you so much for entering our competition. And again, a massive thank you to G1 Reads for supporting us on the podcast and also on our beer tent event and giving us such an incredible prize to give away. And congratulations to Chris, yeah, who's now the proud owner of, I don't know which one he picked actually, whether it was the gold or the elite chander, but either way, he'll be a very happy man, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay. So, on the 15th, the same day that we held the Big Rab Show beer tent event, no, we've mentioned it before, but there, yeah, there was an online Zoom meeting held by the RSPBA where they talked to all grade one uh, pipe bands, pipe majors and lead tippers and actively sought their views as to what shape the grade one world championships could take in future. Now, this really was unheard of. It's never really happened before. And that's why it's interesting. Our RSPBA reaching out to their membership and actively seeking their views on what they think. Yeah, so this is unprecedented, never happened before, and this is why it makes it so interesting. But, as always, it is absolutely clouded in secrecy. Absolutely top secret! Now, as to why this is top secret, we have absolutely no idea. The RSPBA, again, have been asked to be more transparent with this membership. However, following this big Zoom meeting with Grade 1 bands, there has been absolutely zero feedback on this we have no idea if there's been possible suggestions what the what the discussions even detailed nothing absolutely bubkiss no communication at all and the lack of it is just not surprising at this point to be honest uh, very disappointing uh, but there was one article that was published on pipesdrums.com that came from an anonymous source apparently 90% of the world's uh, 24 grade 1 bands were represented the meeting itself ran for about 80 minutes give or take And apparently it was seen as a very positive affair. Yeah, I think looking at one of the quotes is actually saying it was really positive that they took the format and used the platform to gather opinions. Talking about Zoom. So honestly, this honestly, yeah, is 
I don't know, it's a promising step, I suppose, by RSPBA. That they managed to take everyone's concerns, their questions, and possible suggestions as well. It's great to see that this discussion took place. It's also very, very disappointing that we've had absolutely zero uh, information come from this. And if anything, uh, people who attended the meeting were actively encouraged not to talk about it. They were told, right, we've all had this great discussion today. It was fantastic. You know, we've talked about various different solutions and changes that we could make. You know, the actual format of the medley, partly. Uh, Of course, they talked about the concert formation that we've been talking about here on the show for a while. There's been a lot of different things that's been rumoured to have been discussed. But everyone who attended the meeting was told not to talk about it. (laughs) Apparently, the organisers themselves requested everyone attending should not discuss the details that had transpired at this meeting. (sighs) Apparently, the RSPBA had been contacted for comment by Pipesdrums.com, ourselves and the Rab Show. We've also contacted them as well and asked them, has there been anything from this meeting that we can report? And uh, the answer is no. And that's it. I got one word. That was my answer. No. (laughs) So, guys, sorry to say, but I have nothing to report from this meeting other to say that the Pipestrums.com article is interesting. And again, you can draw your own conclusions whether you think it's fully factual or not. That's up to you. Uh, But honestly, it's great to see that hopefully it's a positive step. And this is how I'm going to take this meeting is that it is a positive because RSPBA actively engaging with their membership and looking their views is a positive thing. Normally, we could just kind of run ruckshaw over everyone and just say, right, this is how we're doing it and we don't care what you think and this is it. Here we go. And that's it. Uh, But no, RSPBA are actively engaging with their members. And that's really encouraging. And if anything, I would, yeah, I'd love to see more of it. And this is the hope. Uh, But now that they have engaged with Grade 1, we hope to see further steps now. We have reported on that before, where they're going to actually look and talk to other grades as well and talk about their format for competition as well. So whether we'll see changes in the formation and stuff, you know, whether it'll be a circle for the MSR or, you know, concert formation for the medley, which has been one of the suggestions, or if the medley format will change altogether, where you don't have to do a march into the circle, and it could be 10 or 15 minutes worth of free-form music, or something very similar to what they do in the Breton scene. So, very interesting. There's been so, so many rumours, a lot of chat about it, but again, absolutely nothing confirmed. So I just want to put that out there. Rumours are rumours. Ourselves in the Rab Show, we try to stick to facts. Uh, <laughs> but I heard from that guy who had a dog who knew that fella there who used to go with your other doll. Mind her. You mind that doll? Uh, she used to drink wine, nothing rotten. Well, she used to be the sister of that fella who also had a donkey who just happened to be standing outside the window the time that the meeting was on. And that donkey heard that they're going to be scrapping the MSR. 
I've had way too much caffeine. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Another news story. Uh, Tartan Town Limited, of course. We did mention this on our beer tent event that Tartan Town uh, had a bit of an online live video. And they looked back over 25 years of world championship performances. And they had guest interviews and stuff very similar to our own beer tent event. However, uh, what we've discovered is that Tartan Town uh, weren't live actually and they weren't taking questions from their audience and stuff so that was interesting in itself uh, because on the 15th when it uh, went live on facebook on social media the entire video clip was uploaded to youtube so you could actually fast forward bits that you didn't want to watch um so yeah shout out to tartan town not quite sure how that was all accomplished but if anything it was really really enjoyable and very well put together heavily edited and the production value was very high uh, which would have been difficult to do live if i'm honest uh we we did ours live and the production value was kind of yeah uh but tartan town presented a very polished product and it was really really good so if you haven't looked at that yet then go and check that out tartan town limited and their celebration of the world championships there on the 15th of august just passed all right, very quickly, I know you guys already know the results from the two competitions that were held on Pipe and Live. We had Stuart Little won the Silver Chatter, and we had Callum Beaumont, who won the Alistair Gillies Memorial Recital Challenge, just in case anyone who didn't know. Uh, also, I wanted to point you to something that's going to be happening tomorrow night, actually. So for those of you who aren't going to be tuning in watching the Carl Games, you can actually tune in and watch a virtual piping recital by James Duncan McKenzie. Yes. James Duncan McKenzie, of course, former bagpiper with Braybrack, is holding an online piping recital uh, thanks to is it Horse, uh, Horse Shader. See, my, my Scots Gaelic's terrible. Uh, but we have say, shared out all the details, of course, on the Rab Show Facebook page. Uh, so, yeah, if you are interested in James Duncan McKenzie's piping, he is holding an online recital tomorrow night at 7.30. Going to be well worth tuning into. Yes. Also, I have to give a particular mention to the World Online Piping and Drumming Championships. I'm not going to sit and read the results again. Hashtag lists. Uh, but congratulations to everyone involved at the World Online Piping and Drumming Championships. I think it's nothing but a, a smashing success. So well done to everyone. who The competitors and how you all managed to lift prizes. And also to the organizers as well. I think this event is just continuing to grow and get bigger and bigger. So well done to everyone involved in that. It's just, yeah, a cracking event. Well done, everyone. Okay, more news. Yes, we're still doing piping news. Shout out to Turrifin District. Turrifin District, actually, I know they've released a new book of tunes this last while, but they've actually released something really quite exciting for us drummers. They have let us get a new look at their brand new drums. And oh boy, do they look good. Yeah, so shout out to Turrifin District. I'm not going to spoil it, but if you do want to go and have a look at them, they're up there now on Turrifin District's social media. Very glossy photographs. The drums just look amazing. So yeah, that's a possible contender right there for coolest drums. It's a Turrifin District. Hmm. Okay, well other than that, guys, that's basically it for the piping news this week. There's been so much happening it's just kind of ridiculous. Also, one last video, actually, I wanted to point you towards is a video that was uploaded by the guys at St. Lawrence Atul. If you haven't got a look at that yet, that actually uploaded on the 15th uh, of August there past. And yeah, it's a performance video again, but it's a cracker. I'm not going to spoil it, but if you've managed to catch it by St. Lawrence Atul, that upload that they did, 
that last one was just incredible. I know I keep going on about it, but it's been on repeat on my playlist here. <laughs> on my phone, it's just simply brilliant. So thanks to the guys at St. Lawrence for producing that. That performance video was simply incredible. Well done, guys. All right, that's it for piping news. You'll all be very glad to hear. Uh, so it's at this point of the week where I go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. A1 Embroidery and Printing. Producing some merchandise for some of the top bands in the piping game, such as Phil Marsh and Montgomery, St. Lawrence Atul, and ourselves, The Big Rab Show. For all of your embroidery and printing needs, they have some extremely high-quality garments such as hats, beanies, t-shirts, hoodies, soft-shell jackets, you name it, they can print it. If your band is on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise offers, then contact them direct on their social media, A1 Embroidery and Printing. Check them out on Facebook, A1 Embroidery and Printing. If you can think it, they can print it. British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes indeed, topic of the week time, and that cup of tea was awesome, and uh, well needed, I suppose, after talking for well over an hour or so, and you've been listening to me all that time. Now, don't worry, this is quite a short topic of the week, but one that I need you guys to get involved. We really want to know your opinions on this, and answer the question, what next? 
Yeah, and I'm sure you're wondering, what's he talking about? Well, now that our World Championships is behind us, essentially. What would have been our World Championships should now be behind us, but we didn't have one. Uh, So, normally at this point in the season, we would normally see the start of what we affectionately call transfer season. This is normally when we see players jump between bands or, yeah, oh... Uh, the grass is greener over there. I want to play over there. That kind of thing. Or we all, we also see players perhaps hanging up the chatter and putting the sticks down and never lifting them again. So at this point, we don't have that period of transition. We don't have players jumping bands. We don't see that happening, if you know what I mean. Um, but that's not exactly what we're talking about. We're not talking about what next. You know, what bands are going to get new uniforms for next year? Are they going to see a rise in their ranks? Or are they going to see a decrease decrease in their ranks? It's, yeah, what I'm actually talking about is what next for the piping world? Now, we've been asked here on the Big Rab Show team as whether we'll actually think we will have a season in 2021. And it's been suggested by a lot of news sources, now not connected with the piping world, but online news sources and even local media, national media here in the UK, has been suggested that things like music festivals and large outdoor scale events of that nature may not be able to happen until 2022. Obviously at the moment with the global pandemic and COVID-19 and all of this scariness, Yes, it has absolutely thrown the brakes on our bagpiping world. And we're already starting to see that having a huge impact on our piping world. One of which I really don't think people can grasp fully. uh, Because at the moment we haven't been meeting together. We haven't been competing with each other every week. We haven't physically seen each other in a long time. Be it at a concert, a gig or at a competition. So we can't really say for sure, oh, this band has X amount of members and that band over there has Y amount of members. Because we don't know. We we haven't actually seen them on the grass. And this is where we are at this point. Ourselves in the Big Grab Show, we would like to think that we're in contact with a good majority of people in the piping world. And as a result, we do have kind of access that other media sources may not have. And one of the things that we are finding... At ourselves on the Big Rab Show team is that bands out there are struggling. Now, I am not talking about your usual, oh, you know, it was a rough season. I think we might need to get an extra couple of drummers in. Or, you know, we might need another couple of players, pipers in to kind of bolster the ranks. You know, someone with experience to maybe help us. And all, you know, that usually happens every year. You know, we normally hear talk like that. Oh, yeah, it was a rough season. We didn't get as many prizes as we would have wanted. You know, we're going to see if we can recruit some other players and maybe, you know, hit next year with a bigger band, a bigger sound and, you know, a lot more confidence. And that's not happening this year. What bands are worried about this time round is will we be here next year? Bands are absolutely struggling financially. I already know of some bands locally here in Northern Ireland that are deep in the red in the bank account and are really struggling to see how they're going to see daylight come next season, never mind actually putting a competitive band on the field. Because believe it or not, maintaining a pipe band does tick finance. It ticks money. Uh, Yeah, and the reason being is because bands buy uniforms, they buy instruments, and then they have to maintain those. And that ain't cheap. 
<laughs> you know, buying drum heads and reeds and replacement chanters. And let's face it, if you break a drone, then there you go. That's a set of pipes gone. You need, basically need to replace them or you can try and get them repaired, I suppose. But yeah, I do know a lot of bands out there who made huge travel bookings and all the rest had all of it cancelled and had very little of it refunded or are still struggling to get the refunds. I also know a lot of bands out there currently who actively bought new instruments, actually purchased them from the store saying, hey, we need new instruments. Cool. Great. Here's a shopping list. Get everything class. And then we'll hold a load of fundraising through the year and we'll hopefully have it paid. Well, I'm not going to name names, but I'm sure anyone who's listening to the podcast right now might know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to name names. But there are bands out there who are really struggling to pay for things, you know, for uniforms, for instruments, for travel, for all of that. And even for accommodation. I know a lot of bands out there who actively pay rent on their accommodation. Now, bands paying money for practice space... And it costs them X amount of pounds per month. That's another outgoing for the band. Which normally would have been paid for through band fundraising, band dues, stuff like that. And if you go to events, then you get a little bit of piddly, uh, you know, prize money and all the rest. But you would have also had the opportunity to sell tickets for a raffle. Or you would have been able to hold a car wash, a bake sale, a concert maybe. Or you can go and play something and... You might get a gig fee and stuff like that. That isn't happening now. Gigs don't happen. Bake sales don't happen. Car washes don't. There's been absolutely nothing happening on the fundraising front. Because bands simply can't. They can't fundraise in the usual way that they normally would have done. Now we have seen bands taking some creative approaches to fundraising. We have seen you know bands out there launching their own you know, competition. There's the likes of Cooper Angus. They held a, a competition themselves and all the entry fees and stuff helped go towards, you know, band finances plus prize money for the competitions. And they made no secret about it. This is Cooper Angus' online piping and drumming competition and, yeah, helped support the band and the competition. So that's how it went. And also, we're also starting to see a lot of other bands are starting to tick this up as well. And, you know, who knows? We may sell... We may, we may see more online competitions as a result of this um, because it could well be a bit of a, at least some form of a way to kind of raise a bit of funds. Now, I'm not just saying that it's all about money because it's not. It's not all about money. But certainly at the moment, especially here in the UK, we are finding ourselves in a, yeah, a little bit of a financial hole because of this COVID-19 carry-on and everyone being yeah in or out of employment and on furlough and it's just really complicated and really you can get into party political political politics almost on all of this and whether it was handled correctly or not but either way it's a real dark place for people involved in the piping world at the moment because as much as we're talking about right we, we want to have a season next year and rspba have actually told us that our majors are happening next year I don't know. Like we mentioned earlier in the piping news, we're just not that confident. We did have that announcement from, uh, yes, giving us dates for Kyle and Garrick and stuff, and we're just not there yet, I don't think. Giving us provisional dates for minors, it's yeah, a little bit worrisome. We don't know if we'll actually have enough bands to actually field a competition. 
Now, if you want me to give my honest opinion, will we be on the competition field next year? Yes, my honest opinion would be yes, we will be. And with a bit of luck, social distancing and all of that kind of stuff, hopefully by May, June, July of next year, we will be back on the competition field with a bit of luck. But, you know, this could be stuff that Rab got wrong. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this could be very famously stuff that Rab got wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, we actually got an email in listener mail last week that I really wanted to draw your attention to this at, at this point in the podcast, I should say. And this one came in from Tanisha, and she, she emailed us in, and I figured it's worth recording because it's not only her that mentioned this, but we actually got quite a number of emails about this, about a, a little moment that we had on a previous podcast. She's emailed in saying, Hi, Rab. You mentioned on this week's podcast about the sound of the world and how you will miss it this year. Funny enough, I was just thinking about this the other day. I remember being a kid growing up in Dunoon and Cal, and I lived near the park. Carl was more exciting than Christmas in our wee town. And I remember waking up on a Saturday morning and my mum getting me ready to go down to watch the bands and march up the town. In the distance, I could hear the sounds of bands tuning up, the sound of the announcements being made in the tannoy and the excitement building. If I was lucky, I'd get a board with a band's name on it and march proudly up in front of them all the way to the park. Watching the march past at night was the highlight of the day. Seeing the bands come down dressed up and displaying their well-deserved prizes out in front was always brilliant. Feeling the excitement each time a drum major threw the staff, or the mace, high up in the air and wondering how no one ever got hit. I remember the smell of the sheepskin bags as the pipers went past, almost squashing me into all the people around me for it was so busy and I was only wee. This was long before I played pipes myself and I joined the band shortly after. I now I live well, I joined a band shortly after. I now live in Aberdeen and play for Kilderan District. I learned later in life and my first world's experience was 2017. Stepping out that day and hearing that noise and taking in the sights and smells just took me back to excitement of being that wee girl back in Dunoon. It helped me uh, when we came forth, it helped whenever we came forth in our grade that year. I could just about read the day. What's wrong with me? I hope and pray that we'll be back soaking it all up again soon next year. Keep up the good work, Rab, and get well soon. Tanisha, thank you very much. And yes, I'm feeling much better. Thank you. Uh, now, the reason why I wanted to bring that, actually, is because a number of you guys had emailed us about that. We played a short little clip of the sounds and the tone of worlds. And we figured at this point... We should play another little clip of it because you guys really seem to love it.
Like, doesn't that just give you the chills? That's something, honestly, that I've been listening to nearly on a loop now. <laughs> and that's something I want to remind us all about. As we're going through all of our financial difficulties and, yeah, we're, we're not able to meet in person and practice. We're not able to meet with our buddies and play tunes. We're, you know, we basically can't do what we love at the moment, thanks to this pandemic. But we should always remember why we do it. And honestly, that sound right there does give me the chills. And that's exactly why we do this. And whenever people ask me what's next, you know, if we don't have a season in 2021, I'll wait. And if we don't have a season in 2022, again, I'll be disappointed, but I'll wait. Now, PipesDrums.com have published uh, an article or two about this, actually saying that we are seeing all sorts of damage being done to the piping world, obviously financially, but they've also mentioned here something really quite interesting that I haven't really factored in, and they're probably really correct on this front. We may actively see a lack of new players actually lifting the instrument as a result of having no season. The 2020 season... Obviously, uh, would have seen the, the crowning of a new world champion, or maybe a defending world champion, or, you know, a new European, a new Scottish, a new British champion. But with all of these events, they are all marketing. They're all, you know, huge open-air events where people can come and attend, piping fan or non-piping fan, and they can be exposed to our incredible music. And... um yeah, people can you know turn up, watch a band, and think, "Whoa, I want to try that." And then, before you know it, they're walking in through the door of a band hall and actively learning and trying to play. Before you know it, that's another competitive player that's on the grass after being there, watching it from afar, like we just heard there from Tanisha. She was a small girl living in Dunoon and was exposed to an event like that was able to attend it, see the bands firsthand, and then understand the buzz of it. The feeling that you get from that noise that you just heard from the worlds, that noise in the distance of bands tuning up, competition underway, you've just got out of the bus or just out of the car or wherever you are, you've opened the door, and that wall of sound hits you. And that's what I'm asking people to hold on to. I know it sounds a little preachy. I know I'm, I'm possibly standing on my soapbox right now. Get down off it. Get down off it. But honestly, I, I, I don't know. We can get really bogged down in negativity. Um, say, oh, we're all doomed. We're all doomed. That guy from Dad's Army, you know. Um, that's a UK quote for you. But yeah, thinking that everything's doom and gloom and we're not going to have a competitive season anymore. We're not going to have any new players because nobody's watching pipe bands and stuff. Well, just cling on to hope, I suppose. Ourselves on the Big Rab Show are doing what we can to keep our piping world together and remind everyone of the love of our incredible music. And that's exactly why we're here. We've said it from day one. That's why we do this podcast to keep the piping world connected when we're not. And we're doing it because no one else was at the time. We were doing live streaming and such because nobody else was. And that's exactly why we did it. And uh, we were doing podcasting about pipe bands because at the time nobody else was. And uh, 
here we are now. We're nearly 200 episodes in, and we actually have quite a lot of pipe band podcasts now. So, yeah, that's quite cool, actually. <laughs> uh, so, yes, ourselves in the Big Grab Show, we love our music. We love its people, and we will continue to be here. And uh, even if it does take us till 2025, until our brogues hit the grass again to play some tunes, then so be it. You know, obviously, we don't want to wait that long. And I dare say the piping world will be a very different piping world whenever we finally do hit the grass. Whether it'll be 21, you know, next season, or the season after that, or the season after that, we do think that this will have a huge effect on how we compete as pipers and drummers. As to what shape that will take, we don't know. Uh, the RSPBA are, at the moment, like you heard earlier, they're engaging with membership, looking for advice, asking for opinions. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting zero feedback on that, so we have no idea what direction it'll take. But I don't envy their job. I think RSPBA have quite the task in front of them, if I'm honest, to try and keep everyone safe during a global pandemic. Um, it will be difficult of any organization to try and keep everyone safe and well. Um I don't know. It's a very difficult onion to peel, I suppose. You know, with many, many layers. <laughs> like it says in the Shrek movie. Uh, guys, what next? <sighs> cling on to hope. And that's exactly why we're here. Is cling on to that love of the music. Remind yourself why we love playing. Not just the competitive element of it. Yes, we want to, you know, challenge ourselves and have perfection and lift that trophy. And if we can't have that, at least remind ourselves of why we love this music. It's just sometimes just for the joy of playing. And, uh, yeah, also all the mates that we've made throughout the years. You know, I honestly can't say that I would have any mates or even my family if it wasn't for the piping world. Heck, I met my wife through piping. So, you know, all of this is just so interconnected and this is what we know and love. So why would we let it go as a bad job and say, ah, you know, that piping thing, it's not going to work out now after the pandemic. You know, there's not going to be any bands. There's not going to be any competition. So I'm going to take up competitive tiddlywinks. Yep. I've also I've always wanted to be a, a speed uh, Rubik's Cube solver. Yep. And I also want to be a Donkey Kong champion. Yep. Donkey Kong, that, that's, that's my new thing. I'm not playing pipes anymore. I'm concentrating on tiddlywinks, Rubik's Cubes, and Donkey Kong. <sighs> Am I showing my age now? Um, but yeah, that's also the concern, that we won't have new players because we didn't have a season to inspire anyone to lift the pipes. That is a concern. It is genuinely worrying. And that article on pipesdrums.com does, you know, it does raise some interesting points that are definitely worth discussion, I suppose. Um, but also, people are filling their time with other stuff. I think the guys in the Chandler Rand podcast talked about this, about how they're spending a lot of time playing Xbox. <laughs> you know, games like Call of Duty or Apex Legends or whatever it is that they play on Xbox. You know, they're filling their time playing Xbox and, you know, Watching TV in their boxers, eating cereal. Uh, you know, where some of us, however, myself included, are practicing and learning and all that. But the guys at Channel Round are doing that too. I'm not picking on them. But and what I'm saying is that people are filling their time with other stuff, you know? Because you don't have a competition to practice for that weekend, then do you really need that extra hour of uh, Highland Wedding? You know what I mean? I don't know. 
Guys, how our piping world is going to come through this, honestly, is that cheesy line of mine as cling on to hope. And that sound that you just heard from the World Championship, uh, that is exactly what I'm clinging on to. That moment when I step out of the car and I hear that sound, that's exactly why I'm doing this. That just for that tone, for that sound that carries on the air that just lifts you. So guys, yeah, a bit of a airy-fairy, bit of a waffly topic of the week, but one that's worth thinking about. And as much as we're seeing really negative articles and stuff like that that are saying, oh, it's doom and gloom and we're never going to play again. Um, Yeah, cling on to hope. There is always the opportunity now that we're in the global pandemic and all the rest and we're in lockdown and all that stuff to actively take the time to practice. You know, master your instrument. Because I can tell you now, there are thousands of pipers and drummers out there who have been practicing like crazy. In fact, I think Stuart Little actually was in an interview not too long ago saying that this is possibly the most practice he's ever done. Ever. (laughs) I don't know how many hours Stuart has been putting in each day, but he says he's just been playing and playing and playing. So, yes, take advantage of the time, folks. Lift your instrument, give it a blow, have a blatter on on a drum pad or whatever, and just, yeah, remind yourself why we love this. And cling on to hope. 2021, I really hope. I am always kind of the optimist. I really hope that we're going to be back on the grass again. And blowing tunes before we know it. And then you can all laugh at me. Does me stuff and rap got drunk. <laughs> Although I hope I'm not wrong. Yeah. Alright guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast again. Thank you so much for downloading this week. Each and every week, in fact. And don't forget, check us out on thebigrabshow.com for more information on your Big Rab Show merch. You can go and check that out. Plus, of course, you can go and support us as well on Patreon and get your hands on loads and loads and loads of extra stuff. Episode of Rab Show, episodes of Rab Show Plus, one just dropped last week. Uh, we've also got uh, all sorts of exclusive interviews, video performances. There's just way too much to mention back there. Load of Patreon exclusive stuff back there for you guys to check out. All right, now, if you have any thoughts on this week's topic of the week or any of our news stories of at all, then please do email us. Our emails are the lifeblood of the show, so please do get in contact with us. And, oh, we also love your voicemails. We haven't had a voicemail in a while. So let us know that you're out there. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address has never changed. All right, guys, that's it. I'm out the door. Another podcast is in the can. And we will see you here on the podcast again next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>